Uh, tonight we're going to speak about um, different nuschaos of davening. Some of davens nuschach and they find themselves in nuschach Ashkenaz minion. Some of davens nuschach Ashkenaz find themselves in a nuschach sfard minion. Or, for instance, um, a person who moves to an area where they daven a different nuschach than he grew up in, and then he grew up with. Um, all of these different types of issues of keeping family tradition versus davening whatever the shul you're davening in davens. What's the most appropriate course of action when it comes to nuschaos? So the background to the whole discussion, Mishabur and Simon Samaches, Sivkat and Dalid, and Magen Avram quotes this as well, says that there are 12 different modes of tefillah, 12 different nuschaos different of tefillah, which correspond to the 12 different shvatim. All of them are viable, all of them are good, all of them work. The Rebbe Hashem listens to tefillos regarding which nusach, regardless of which nusach you're going to use, you're definitely yotze, your chiv of tefillah. An Ashkenazi davens uh, the nusach that a Sephardi davens, he's yotze his tefillah, he's yotze his chiv of tefillah, and vice versa. Mishambura writes that, Simen Samach Esivkat and Dalid. So that's the background of the whole thing to just take a little bit of the edge off of the discussion that's, that, that is to follow. In the Tshuvah Sam Sofer, or Chaim Simen Tezvav, it's an interesting Shaila that he was asked. Someone asked him a Shaila that is it true that someone who's wearing a wool garment is not allowed to daven for the Amud in a Nusach Sfard Minyan? And the Chassam Sofer says, I don't know exactly what planet that Shaila came from. I've never uh, heard of such such an idea. It seems that you know how to learn, he says, from the, the rest of the, the Shaila and the rest of the letter that he sent to me. But he starts discussing Nuschaos and he says, you should know that it's not even that one Nusach has a Milo over the other. None of them really have a Milo over the other. They all go straight to Shemayim, they all go straight to Heaven. It's not something that you really need to worry about in terms of uh, that, you know, because you hold Nusach Sfard is Kodesh Kadashim, so someone who's wearing wool might also, he, he thought that maybe the Chashash is, someone who's wearing wool might have linen somewhere on him also, and it might be Chashash so it's not right that someone like that who would take a risk of Shatnis by wearing something wool should daven Nusach Sfard, which is so holy. So he says that's ridiculous. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't think that there's any such thing like that. Now, in terms of, uh, of, of Nusach Sfard versus Nusach Ashkenaz, Rav Moshe has a tshuva. By the way, in, in a, uh, Rav Moshe has many, many tshuvas, many more tshuvas on this topic than any posek who came before him. And that's a sign of the time that he lived in. Jews were coming from Europe, and in Europe they were sort of insulated in their own communities, and if they moved, they moved once, and it was for good. And now all of a sudden you had people from Hasidic backgrounds, Lipshish backgrounds, and, every, and everyone's in the Lower East Side, and everyone's in Brooklyn, and there are a million different shuls that are doing, that are on the same block doing different things. So all these shilas came up at that point in time. So Rav Moshe has dozens and dozens of chuvos on these topics. Rav Moshe or Chaim Chilbei says that he thinks all Ashkenazim should daven Nusach Ashkenaz. That the ideal Nusach for someone of Ashkenazi background, Chasidish or not, is Nusach Ashkenaz. And he says the idea that this Nusach is good for somebody who doesn't know his Shevet, meaning that Nusach Sfard is the Nusach to use when you don't know what Shevet you're from, is rejected by the Chassam Sofer. It's not that Nusach Sfard is the one that's Shavu Nefesh, he doesn't buy that, he's not into that. He writes that uh, the idea that the Yeshel Avram has, that since Nusach Sfar just adds a few words, rather than subtracting words, and therefore it's not going to be a problem, even if you're a real Nusach Ashkenaz, because adding doesn't take anything away, he says, I have no idea where the Yeshel Avram got that from, it's illogical to me, that adding a few words shouldn't be a problem, it's no different adding or subtracting a few words. And therefore he says, bottom line, there must have been some reason for all the great Sadiqim and the Hasidish Rebbe's who changed the Nusach to Nusach Sfard, changed the Nusach that they daven from Nusach Ashkenaz to Nusach Sfard, but um, we, so we don't have to yell at them to stop and we don't have to run into every Hasidish 
table and make a macha, how could you be davening in the Sukhsvat? But at the same time, if you want to know what the best thing to do for an Ashkenazi Jew, he says, I think it's to daven Nusuch Ashkenaz. Rav Moshe, in another tshuva, tshuva back of Brox, actually, in Archaim Chel Gimel Sim Samach Dalid, makes a very strong point about keeping family minhagim, about Altito Shtorisimecha, that a person shouldn't change the minhag, they should try to keep their family minhagim. So, what if you have a person who is brought up learning a different Nusuch than his own family tradition? Right? My father has always daven Nusuch Svard, but he sent me to Yeshiva, said always daven Nusuch Ashkenaz. So, I was trained as, uh, you know, from, from earliest youth to daven Nusuch Ashkenaz. So, Rav Moshe writes in Archaim Simun Chavdalid that if your family davens Nusuch Svard, then, and you were brought up Nusuch Ashkenaz, you can definitely keep Nusuch Ashkenaz, because that's what you should be davening anyway, meaning that's the, the, the right thing to do, because who told your family three generations back that they could switch to Nusuch Svart in the first place? However, in Tefillah Hilchsa, Perak Dalit, he quotes from the stipler, footnote hey, he quotes from the stipler that you can continue what you were taught, but you should remember what your family tradition is so that you can teach your children what your real family tradition is. Bring it back to whatever it was. So if your family tradition is Nusuch Svard, it's just very difficult for you to daven Nusuch Svard because you were brought up in Nusuch Ashkenaz, so for you it's okay, you'll get a pass, the stipler says, but make sure your children learn Nusuch Svard. The stipler says to keep the family minhagim. He also quotes from Shlomo Zaman Orbach, he doesn't say that they're arguing, but it seems to me that, it's, that they're arguing that Shlomo Zaman Orbach held that it's just the opposite, that the children should be taught the nusach of whatever shul they're going to be davening in, otherwise they're going to be completely confused. For you, you're a little more mature. You could daven the nusach that's appropriate for you, but the children should be taught the nusach of whatever shul or school that they that they go to. And we have a lot of times where kids in the shul and the school they're doing different things. So that creates a whole different problem. What about a married woman? A woman is brought up her whole life davening one nusach, and then she marries somebody who davens a different nusach. So uh, Rav Moshe writes in Tshuva Archaim Kufnun Ches that a woman should follow her husband's minhagim. Minchas Yitzchak has a couple of tshuvas in Chelik Dalit, in Pei Beis, Pei Gimel, Pei Dalit, around that area where he goes through all these Torahs about, you know, it depends what place they got married in and when they're moving and how, but it's not really so nogea because most of the time they're in places where there are five different shuls doing five different things anyway. So it's not like there's a minigamakom to begin with. So the minchas Yitzchak's tshuvas on, on the topic are not really so nogea lemaisa. Rav Yashiv quoted in Tefillah Kilchsa, Perak Dalid, uh, footnote Dalid star, there's a footnote Dalid and then footnote Dalid star, uh, and Rav Yashiv said that uh, although a woman should follow her husband's minhagim, the husband should be uh, easygoing and give her some time. She doesn't have to just flip it on like a switch that all of a sudden, as soon as she gets married, that all of a sudden she, she davens his nusuch, she has to adjust to it and give her some time. And he says, hopefully by the time she's teaching children, uh, she's teaching her children how to daven, hopefully by then she's, she's used to the husband's nusuch, and by then she'll be able to teach them in what is now their family tradition. So that's one issue, and just in terms of general nusuch issues. But what if you, you know what your nusuch is, and you're comfortable with it, and you go to a shul that davens your nusuch, but now you're stuck in a minion that's not davening your nusuch. Now what do you do? So if you're permanently moving to a place, when my parents moved to the five towns from Brooklyn, so my father davened Nusuch Svard, but at that time, believe it or not, in the five towns, there wasn't really anyone, except for probably the Rebbe on, uh, on, on West Broadway, there probably wasn't anyone else who was davening Nusuch Svard. So you couldn't find a Nusuch so if you're moving permanently to a place or to a shul where they daven a different nusach, so the Chuvas Marash Dam or Chaim Simon Lamed Hay says then you should change your nusach to conform to the place that you're davening because that's, that's your new makom. Rav Moshe or Chaim Chayudal Simon Lamed Gimel said, yeah, that used to be true. But nowadays where there's no such thing as a minag of a kihila because they're, like we said, every 
five different shuls doing five different things, the only way to keep these traditions alive is by keeping your own family tradition and not by just being mevatal your family tradition to whatever shul you're davening in. What if you're only temporarily in a shul that's not davening your nusach? So that's, that has actually one very simple rule, uh, two simple rules actually. The rule for Svardim is always do your thing. Right? Ravad Yosef has a tshuva uh, in, in uh, Yabi Omer Chelik Vav Simin Yud, where he says, Svardim be proud to be a Svardi. You ever hear a Svardi say Kaddish in an Ashkenazi shul? He never says an Ashkenazi Kaddish, right? He always does with the whole thing. It doesn't matter how confused people get, it doesn't when he gets an Aliyah. Svardim, do your thing, you should be, be proud and don't worry, don't worry about it. That's the he says, because we, we have it right, they have it wrong, so we got to That's, that's Ravad Yosef on a lot of things, by the way, in terms of uh, Svardim and Ashkenazim. But uh, the rule for Ashkenazim, Rav Moshe writes in the tshuva, in, in the, the, the rule of thumb is anything that you say privately you can daven in your own nusach anything that's said loudly should be done in a nusach that conforms to the nusach of the shul that you're davening in and therefore your silent shmona esrei which is always said silently thus the name silent shmona esrei it should be in your own nusach and it still counts as tefillah b'tzibur and it's not a problem that everyone else in the room is davening a different nusach from you that's still okay in terms of tefillah b'tzibur Kaddish and Kedusha are interesting. He says when it comes to Kaddish and Kedusha, even if you want to say it quietly, still you should daven in the Nusukh of the shul that you're davening in, because those are things that cannot be said without a minion. So you're relying on the shul to be able to say those things. So since you're relying on them to be able to say those Dvarm Shabbatusha, you say it in, in their Nusukh. Psuke de Zimra and Birchus Kriyashma, Rav Moshe says he's Mesubak about. In this Shuvah, in Archaim Chelik Beis and Mechav Gimel, he says he's not sure. Because on the one hand, you could say it quietly, and therefore you wouldn't have to conform to what the Shul is doing. On the other hand, a lot of times to be Ma'or Kavana, people do say Psuke de Zimra and Birchus Kriyashma out loud. So you might forget yourself, and you say it out loud, and it's going to look weird, and everyone's going to turn, why are you saying a different Nusuk than us? And, that's, and then you're going to end up doing the wrong thing. So he says he's not sure. His maskana is to be Makel, that you could do whatever you want, that you could do it quietly in your own nusach. That's what it seems to be. But then in a later tshuva, in Archaim Chil Beisim and Kuv Dalid, he reaches a maskana that you're supposed to conform to whatever the shul is doing. For Pesuket Zimra and for Birchus Kriyashma. Tachnun, where it's completely different in terms of clapping and the, when, when you go down. So he says that for sure uh, you follow the minute of the place that you're in. You shouldn't do anything, as we saw in the tshuva that Rav Shechter wrote that we, uh, that we discussed about uh, Tefillin at Mincha. The one big rule for a Jew, Rav Shechter says, is you try not to, who's a Kel Nistar, HaKadosh Baruch who tries to keep himself hidden, we should be private and hidden and not uh, be belate, not stick out anywhere we shouldn't draw attention to ourselves and therefore we should try to look like we're doing what everybody else is doing now there's an interesting discussion in the Poskim and with this we'll close, about a Shliach Tzibor during a silent monastery. let's say you, you're a Chiyuv, so you're going to get the Yamud but you're Nusuch, Nusuch Ashkenaz, let's say, and you're davening in a Nusuch Svar Minyan, so when you do the Chazar Sashat, obviously you're going to do Nusuch because that's the minion. What about in your silent Shmonesri when you're the Shliach Tzibor? So the Tshuva's Mesh of Dover, the Nitziv, Simon Yud Zayin, and many, many other poskim say that you can still say your silent Shmonesri in your own Nusach because you're saying it quietly. So it could still be your own Nusach. However, Rav Moshe disagrees. Rav Moshe, Archaim Chelvei, Simon Chavtes, says, no, what's the entire point of a Shliach Tzibor saying a silent Shmonesri? It's to be Mesader Tfilaso. It's to be able to prepare the Tfilah so that when he gets to the Chazar Sashat, he's going to be fluent in the tefillah. So therefore, he says, it doesn't make sense that you're going to say one nusuch for the Salat Shmon and then use totally different words for the other Shmon for the Chazar Sashat Shmon So he thinks once you're Shliach Sibur, then even the Salat 
Shulchan Esrei needs to conform with the shul that you're davening. I think that covers most of it.